Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at www.pearlnaturalhealth.com. Today, I'm so happy to have as my guest Guru Hari Khalsa, who is the tea master for Yogi Tea. And Yogi Tea is an international tea company utilizing herbs and botanicals. And I love this quote, blended with flavor and purpose in mind. So we're going to talk with him today about the art, the science, and the alchemy of how they develop their teas. And I just want to tell you a little bit about Guru Hari. He uh, oversees the product research and development for the company's U.S. and European operations, and his passion is for delicious food and flavors. And I love that he started uh, loving food after watching Julia Child on PBS right after Sesame Street. So at the age of 14, he was flipping crepes and making soups in a French cooking school, and he just followed his nose and followed his curiosity on herbs and spices and flavors and effects. And at 20, he met various yogis and healers from India, and he began to practice yoga and meditation, which naturally led to the study of the ancient healing systems of Ayurveda, which it comes from India, traditional Chinese medicine, and Tibetan medicine, all of which use food and herbs to nurture and support the body. So Guru Hari has been creating and sipping yogi teas for over 30 years, and he continues to be inspired by the passion for good food, good health, and an incredible creative ability to combine herbs and spices into purposeful teas to support the health and well-being. Guru Hari, it is a pleasure to have you on Health Currents. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ellen. So tea master, that's your role, right? Yes. What a delicious job. Can you tell us about that and what actually that entails? Well, there are a few tea masters on the planet, I would say. I mean, it's kind of a special role. It's almost like something that you have to apprentice for and learn, and it takes many years. I think it took about 20 years for me to get a feeling for it, and I've been practicing for about 30. And what a tea master is doing is they're combining botanicals, uh, herbs, spices, bark seeds, fruits, petals, everything, and creating uh, teas. Uh, of course, you know, the most common tea are black teas and green teas, and that's part of what we do. That's one plant, uh, Camellia sinensis. Mm-hmm. But when you add all the other botanicals in, and there's hundreds of them, it creates this wide horizon of what you can do with tea. And so I think tea master is kind of a humble term, meaning, you know, you have to study and kind of live and understand teas and experience them. And then you can start to work with them and formulate them. So that's kind of what that means. And for you personally, what does that, what does that mean? Well, for, for me, yeah, for me personally, tea, you know, when I was growing up, I, I was on a track to become a doctor. Uh, my father was a medical doctor. He was a great healer, and a lot of people in my family were doctors. And very beautiful practice. And then I went into the field of medicine a little bit, 
but it wasn't quite the right fit for me. It was very scientific. And so for me, I still wanted, had this uh, desire to heal people and to kind of uplift people because with the T, you can uplift both body and mind. You can really heal and balance both the body and the mind and the spirit. And that's what it meant for me. It's how, you know, could I use herbs? And there's a whole study. It's very ancient. It's less common in our modern society, but in older cultures, medicine was food. You know, that was the first step you took. Uh, not an antibiotic. You went to your diet. You know, what were you eating? What was the season? What were the climates? What was your body? What was your age of life? And you would decide what I should eat. And then after the food came perhaps herbal medicines. And so I got very fascinated by the combination of food and herbal medicines. And that kind of answered my desire to create teas. Or they're almost like little uh, concoctions or little infusions, we call them. But they're medicine, basically. At the same time, they're food and they're pleasant to drink. Absolutely. I, I love that uh, On when I was reading the story of yoga tea, it said, if it tastes good, but it doesn't make you feel good, then it's just not quite right. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah, that's very true. And also we feel that it has to taste good so that people will enjoy drinking it or even will drink it. You know, because let's say the tea is a medicine, but if it tastes really bitter or really spicy or very strange, uh, it's a high likelihood that someone won't even try it. So one of our primary... Um, Emphasis at Yogi Tea is to combine function and flavor. We will give a function, whether it's a tea for immunity or stomach or digestion or you know weight loss or whatever, we will give that in terms of the functionality. But we will also make it flavorful so a wider consumer base can drink it and incorporate it into their daily life. So it, it's a really an interesting... Um mission you have to bring medicinal and therapeutic teas to a very broad audience and incorporate that into people's daily lives. Yeah, and I think the other aspect to that is culturally, you know, things are evolving, people are evolving, they're looking to preserve naturally their health. And what we need to do, what we felt our mission was, is bring herbs back into the cultural mainstream. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, we sell teas in the United States and in Europe. Well, in Europe, actually, it's a part of the culture. Uh, Germany, uh, Holland, England, they, those cultures, Scandinavia, they've always had herbs, and they know about that. So it's, they're big tea drinkers there. So that was a big part. And the idea is that herbs are a part of your diet, Ongoing, so just a little bit over a longer period of time, will have a long-term and sometimes even short-term um, healing or benefit. And we think that's really important just to get it into your diet at some point. But where are the superfoods? You know, where are the herbs and spices? When you look at a spice, it's so complex in all the phytonutrients. But where is that in our diet? And it's just not there. Even if you're eating peas and corn, you're eating your vegetables. They're nowhere near as complex as clove or cinnamon mm -hmm. or peppermint. So the idea was 
you know, get the herbs in. They used to come in through culinary aspects, you know, the Italians add oregano and rosemary and all these mm-hmm. things. These are good. And then they had teas, as you mentioned, uh, but these were part of the diet. So I think that was the other emphasis. We see the botanical world of herbs and spices as being very rich, very nutritious. We call it phytonutrients, and that's what's lacking in the diet. Yeah, so it sounds like it's a, it's a great way for people to get those things into their diet, um, even if they, quote, don't cook with them. Exactly. And the other aspect about a tea, why we like tea, is because it's, a, it's an, what's called an infusion. You know, you take the tea, you take the herbs, put them in a tea bag, put them in hot water, let it steep for five or ten minutes, and then you're drinking this almost like a soup, but it's a, an mm. infusion, we call it. Mm-hmm. Now, when that goes in the body, it doesn't have to be digested. It's already in a liquid form. It's warm, typically. It can be cold as well, but it's already in the body. It goes right into the bloodstream and right into the tissues. So as a delivery form for medicine or just herbal medicine, it's one of the best. It's simple. You know, it's pure, but it's so effective. When you drink one of our teas, you typically will feel it within 60 seconds. All of a sudden, oh, my God, I can feel it in your nervous system, Mm -hmm. in your emotion, in your body, in the heat of your body, whatever. People feel the teas immediately. And so that's another benefit that we're going at with this whole medium of tea versus a capsule, right, or versus some type of other form that has to be digested. The tea is already ready and immediately assimilated. Yep, the beauty of it is uh, it also this the smell. You know, there's an alchemy. Oh yeah. In Chinese medicine, we say that part of part of the healing of the of, of the foods that we we might cook the medicinal foods we cook or the soup, the tongue, which actually in Chinese medicine the herbal formulas are called tongue at the end, like soup, like you said, like an infusion of uh, nutrients. Um, but part of the, the healing is also the smell and the fact that your your senses open, your orifices, as we call them, open up, and you start to smell something that actually has an effect on your body even before you drink it. And exactly. I've noticed that with your teas. I've been trying a lot of your different teas and um, really enjoying the, the smell of the tea itself before I start to sip it. Yeah, and a lot of these things, when a new consumer comes in, let's say, They may not know this is happening, but it is. Mm -hmm. And then as they drink it more and more, their awareness grows. And then it becomes like you can just smell the tea. Let's say I digest tea and I can smell ginger and I can smell some cinnamon and I can smell some fennel. And all of a sudden, my digestive system starts to churn, just the smell of it. So it it builds this awareness the more you... um, use and come in contact with the herbs. It's like a relationship. And the other thing to mention here, which is similar to the Chinese, is that most of our teas are based on a Vedic or a Vedic tradition, the yogic tradition, um, though it translates into traditional Chinese medicine or any other tradition as well. But in that tradition, what's important are the five flavors, there's five tastes that we're trying to balance, you know, sweet, sour, pungent, salty, bitter, and we're always balancing that in the body and we're balancing that in the tea. And that brings balance to your body when you have those five flavors. So that's one of the core principles when we formulate is we're looking at what are the five flavors? How are we using them? What's the intent for the tea? What function do we need? And then we build those flavors into the tea, but we keep them balanced. Yeah. Another thing that strikes me, I just was standing in the store the other day looking at all of the teas 
from Yogi Teas. I was just perusing them. And the, the names of the teas, they're almost like a benediction of sorts, you know, breathe easy, stress relief, calm, you know, all these things. You, you take them, and even before you open the box, there's, there's a thought you have in, your, in, your, in yourself about, oh, I'm going to breathe easy right. now. I'm going to soothe my throat, I, all the I'm sure that was very intentional. Yes, it was. You know, and we kind of learned that from the yogis and particularly from Tibetan medicine, where intention is extremely important. You know, if you see some people in Tibet and they'll have the the healer will have only four herbs in unmarked bottles, and every patient that comes to him or her would be treated with some combination of the four. And it works. And the reason why is because there the emphasis is on the intention for, you know, the healer, but also for the person taking it. They know this is going to be for my condition. And so when we build a yogi tea, you know, the first thing we do is we figure out, well, what's our intention? And that's the first thing we do. If it's breathe easy, then we're thinking, all right, you know, this, this is going to ease the respiratory symptoms and open up the breath and okay now that's our intention we hold that and then we go for function so we go for all right well what herbs you know would be good for the lungs or for the sinuses or for breathing and what uh, flavors Um, and so we start to put together the tea in terms of function and then all of a sudden we have an herbal formula that is like a little compounded medicine and it works. And then we work on flavor because, you know, this medicine might be bitter or really hot or something. So now we say, okay, what can we combine? You know, for example, we, let's build a ginger tea. You know, we know ginger is really good for digestion and we want a tea for digestion. But for a lot of people, you know, ginger root is too hot uh, because by itself, it's spicy. So what did we do? Well, okay, we looked at that. We knew it would be good for the stomach and digestion. All right, now what can we add? Oh, um, the intent was to build it out. So we added lemongrass or peppermint, some cooling herbs. So people who are really sensitive about hot, spicy things in their stomach, the cooling herbs would balance it and make it more approachable and suitable for their bodies. So we start to balance, you know, the flavor of the tea, the energy of the tea, but we're still holding the intention and the function of ginger. So it's actually a really neat process when you start, you know, you have an intent and an idea, but when you end, you have something that it's its own self. A creative process takes over and it all balances out in the end. That concludes the first part of our interview with Guru Hari Das of Yogi Tea. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, and my passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at www.pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on Community Radio. .fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes or join the conversation on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you're transforming your life through your health. 
Thanks for listening, and join us next week with part two of the interview with Guru Hari Das of Yogi Tea, and find out how you can kick your coffee habit with tea.